Welcome to the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Welcome to another episode of the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast. When here and today, I am with both the son, and again, I don't want to butcher this name, Palasingam, and he is the tax and financial planning guru from Kuala Lumpur and a pioneer in the financial planning education in Malaysia. So today we are going to talk about very important topics with regards to financial planning education or uh, financial education in general for uh, Malaysians and how to how financial planners can be better at um, educating their clients. So thank you so much for being in the podcast, both. Welcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. And I want to thank uh, Rajan for suggesting that uh, uh, I, I be open to your suggestion. And uh, yeah, anytime to further the course and the mission of financial literacy. And I want to add numeracy. I'm all game for it. So I'm happy to be here. Um, I love it. I love it. And I, I really love your passion. And again, yes, I would also like to thank Rajan for introducing me to you because um, I want to pick your brain in this very um, exciting and important topic. So um, I know that or I mentioned earlier that you are a pioneer in the financial planning education in Malaysia. My first question for you, Bose, is that um, why did you start financial planning education in, in Malaysia in the first place? And how did that come about? Right. I, I love the question because uh, it was a nice coincidence that mm-hmm. uh, a good insurance agent, a good friend of mine and my, uh, my agent, he said that uh, you are a tax consultant. You are very well educated. Uh, by then, I had already done my economics degree and uh, I went to mm-hmm. Grenfell, England to do my MBA and mm-hmm. I had eight years of tax experience and uh, in the Inland Revenue and also in consultancy. And this insurance agent suggested, it was like a, we, we were going through a little bit of a, a lag period. It wasn't very exciting. So I was sort of roaming or looking for alternatives. And he said, yeah. why don't you go to America and uh, look up financial planning? And this was back in 1986. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah, 86. So I, I wrote a letter to Edmund Mo, uh, Edwin Morrow and I told him he was in Middleton, Ohio. And he said, why don't you come over? <laughs> and I went over to Ohio. Yeah. And what a great exposure it was. Uh, so uh, it, was, it was fantastic. He himself was running a, a center, you call it global uh, sort of financial center. And he yeah. was a pioneer in America in financial wow. planning. Yeah, nice. so... That's right. So, so, and he uh, he sort of exposed to me, uh, exposed me to what was financial planning in America. It was also beginning a nascent industry there, and uh, so that was '86. Then when I came back, uh, I went back again to America and completed the designation called Chartered Financial Consultant from the American mm-hmm. College. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, as soon as I came back in '95 after completing the CHFC. Uh, you know, uh, in Ohio, Malaysian Insurance Institute, they, they, they started uh, hearing about financial planning 
yes. all the agents. You know, they were in charge of a whole bunch of agents. And so they said, why don't we bring in a financial planning? And there I was roped in straight away from my qualification uh, wow. as a tax consultant educator. So I jumped in with the Malaysian Insurance Institute uh, to get into financial planning education. Uh, you want me to continue or you have a question? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> no, it's, I was, <laughs> so, yes, I was actually, uh, that's very, like, I would say serendipitous, right? Like um, you were in search for something exciting uh, and you went to the U.S. And then when you came back to Malaysia, a, an opening came for you um, through the uh, yeah. Malaysian... The insurance Institute. Yeah, the Malaysian yeah. Insurance Institute. Yeah, and so soon after, the uh, insurance industry themselves uh, decided mm. that we're going to be si not sidelined and uh, they wanted to start their own education of their agents. They wanted mm. to sort of keep it mm. there. As soon as that was uh, coming on, in 1999, another group of Unitrust uh, agents and public mutual and all of them decided they also better not uh, uh, lag behind. And so they also mm. started the financial planning uh, enterprise. And mm -hmm. they formed the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia. So we yeah. have MRI who are offering the uh, chartered uh, financial consultant. And mm -hmm. uh, soon FPM was offering the certified financial planner. And mm -hmm. yeah. it took off in 1999. Wow. And so that's um, that's really like a a positive trajectory because in in the 80s, you mentioned that there was nothing sort of that thing in Malaysia in the 80s. And then in the 90s, um, it suddenly grew and like, should I say, blew up? Uh, yeah, it was uh, very exciting. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm no more in that uh, Malaysian insurance and, uh, environment. I was uh, also elected a governor with Financial Planning Association of Malaysia. Mm. I was a speaker at the inaugural con conference of uh, the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia. The mm. people from the CFP, uh, Certified Financial Planner, they were all there. And I was one of the yeah. local speakers. So it was a fantastic. Thousand people were there in the hall uh, mm. with Tunku and Wood Choi and a few of them. And so it was uh, three parties were involved in financial planning. There was the Insurance yeah. uh, Institute. Mm -hmm. uh, there was the agents themselves, their union, uh, mm -hmm. uh, insurance agent union. And then there was uh, the unit trust industry. So three people claimed and uh, our regulators uh, were looking at it. And, mm -hmm. they, and they, they encouraged all three to have the qualification and to go on uh, this journey of financial planning. Oh, that's so cool. And, um, and it's like coming together. But I guess my, my next question um, from that was that how did the atmosphere of the financial um, education, like how did it feel like in the 90s compared now um, to, to here in the present day? Like has a lot changed with regards to Malaysians' perception with regards to financial education and financial planning? That's a very good question. Uh, you know, we, we have our little... Uh, blips or whatever you want to call it. So I, 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 I was also aware in America that uh, mainly this industry was uh, indulged by the insurance agents and unit trust agents. And uh, even I have the Series 7 license where you can sell multiple products, including investment products in America. But yeah. of course, it's no use over here because we don't have that system 
of a mm. broker uh, where the broker then hires all these people to be independently associated with them and they yeah. will handle all the products of these brokers. But in mm. Malaysia, uh, it was like the insurance industry, the keen, the leaders of the insurance industry, the leaders mm. of the unit trust industry, they, they were eager to learn financial planning because mm. the, the promotion in America was that if you are a chartered life underwriter or chartered financial consultant or a CFP, certified financial planner, you would outperform an ordinary agent because of your extra knowledge, your greater understanding, because you hold a wider perspective of financial affairs. So naturally, more people will be drawn towards you. And so financial planners would, by and large, have a three times the income of an ordinary agent. So everybody yeah. jumped in, everybody jumped in. But let me add this because the short, very short interview. So I'll just say this. Yeah. Somebody was also kept telling me, and I recently uh, also tested that, how mm. much of a, a value proposition are financial planners offering the public, the, the people at large? Mm. So we've got, we got two systems going on here. The, the, yeah. the largest number are the individual product, people who handle individual products, be mm. it insurance or uh, unit trust, for example. You know? yeah. So yeah. these comprehensive financial planners with mm. the fee-based and commission-based and with broker-dealers, uh, this is still a very small industry. Yeah. And I was yeah. hearing Rajan's uh, talk and he was saying, there's so few uh, financial planners licensed, but there yes. are about three to 4,000 who are qualified in certified financial planning in a mm -hmm. chartered financial consultant. So a lot of people are qualified, huh? but mm -hmm. yes. to practice, to be viable, mm -hmm. uh, a few of them have succeeded and mm -hmm. uh, many are still holding on to their original principal association, be it in insurance or unit trust. So the, the deep performers, the great performers are still handling for a particular uh, company or the bank. But the banks with bank uh, assurance, they started on coming on board with uh, bank assurance and all that, adding on to the product. So they are like a broker dealer or what we call institutionalized uh, uh, unit trust handlers, etc. So. But it did not really take on. I'm speaking at 2021 platform today, and uh, yeah. I and I realized that when I asked uh, my when I was uh, writing an article, I posted something, and I wanted people to tell me how what do you want out of a financial planner? How can financial planner better serve you? It was a very small sample, so I should not summarize anything from this. But there's not really much people wanted to say anything. So, so it is a really, I don't know about Philippines or any other, I know Australia because my first broker dealer, they came from Australia, one of the largest groups in Australia. They invested, they came in, they really expanded and they have left the scene. Then there are other smaller groups and I don't know, I don't get the vibration that I got in the early 2000s. It's not really so strong right now. But I think FPM is doing a good job I'm sure MII is doing a good job. They, they are saying that financial planning education is very important. So, yes. so therefore, using the education to, to sort of support the products that come with that uh, education uh, is where the game is. So, so you would see that writing a plan and getting paid a fee, like my friend in America in Ohio, he, he had the 
the famous uh, in Cincinnati, the famous group there. So he did the financial planning for the top 20 executives and he charged them five or 10,000 USD. So I was very impressed. Uh, so when, when organization says, please do a financial plan for my top executives as a reward, as a financial purpose, uh, I expected that to take off in Malaysia. It did not. And mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I can guess why. Because we are going on two, uh, on a, two parallel lines. We are also yes. saying that uh, let the individual um, suppliers of uh, unit trust or insurance, let them survive. We even have very large tide agencies under the corporation center. Mm. So that has, not, that has not gone anywhere. And the people yeah. are still wondering, uh, what, will I get good advice? Because I think uh, you will know, I mean, if you start uh, listening to some of the things I've written and talked about, there's so mm. much depth in this financial planning. Yes, and uh, you can really help people. And uh, and this pandemic, uh, during the pandemic for one and a half years, I started mm -hmm. writing free posts and I sent it to Facebook and LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of acceptance. They, they saw the depth to which financial intelligence, financial yes. decision making, all this can go. We can guide these things. Mm -hmm. And and so other than personal habits, uh, you can be philosophical about it. Uh, I remember. In the World Financial Planning Day, October 6th, I posted some uh, reservations. I said, mm. uh, because I said, let's be, let's be frank here. Mm. Number one, there's a fundamental principle I've counted. I, I think both of you and Rajan, I remember talking about George Gleason's Richest Man in Babylon. Fantastic. Yes, yes. Yes. Every one of us is saying it. One of the best books ever written on the mm. subject of financial freedom. Now, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. And I also shared with Rajan and everybody on that point. So, mm -hmm. so what we are saying is that the, the real money-making is in the economy. I mean, I'm a follower of Warren Buffett. Huh? I, I follow Warren Buffett. When, when Warren Buffett was talking to billionaires and billionaires in one particular session, mm -hmm. he went and wrote on the board. He said, okay, 1974, the, the uh, Dow Jones was 745. 17 years later, the Dow Jones was 745. So he asked the audience, and this included Bill Gates and everybody. So he asked the audience, now, did I make money? The, the Dow Jones index is the same. Now, the interesting point here was, then Warren Buffett said, I invest in the economy. I don't follow the market up and down, index up yeah. and down. I, and therefore, there lies the truth. And there lies the essence. So everybody should go and work produce GDP, go and produce products and services, get rewarded, paid for it. But then comes the secondary issue. All right, I made some money. Now I want to put it in the right place. Yeah. So therefore, this guy, uh, George Kinder, said a nice word. The basic, the most important uh, inner resource is the ability to earn income and the capacity okay. to save. Yeah. So there goes the two things. So I am not going to say give up everything and become an investor. That mm. is foolhardy. You go and work, produce goods and services. But when you're, when you're producing surplus income, find good channels to then grow the money, as mm. George Gleason would say. So, so therefore, the value proposition of financial planners, whether in Malaysia or Philippines or anywhere else, we are still waiting to get that, uh, that uh, what's the word, uh, mental, that yes, I must see you. Oh, who's your financial plan? That's how they talk about those days 
uh, or who's your psychiatrist or who you get counseling mm -hmm. from? Yeah. You know, they want now to, to the conversation to be who's your financial planner? Oh, mm -hmm. can, I, can you introduce him to me, etc., etc. So to get to that level, that, that wonderful value proposition of talking to a financial planner, we are working hard. And I think a lot of good people are uh, on that game. Okay, I think I better stall and let, let you with a question now. Do you have a question? <laughs> Well, I definitely agree with your sentiment 100% because um, there is, uh, and it's the same here in the Philippines, like uh, there is still a parallel with regards to like the the, the brokers, as you say here, um, and as well as the financial planners, um, where the that industry is still thriving while um and because here in the philippines as well and i think it's the same in malaysia that not every um citizen know the difference between a financial advisor and a financial planner or at least uh, like a, a risk advisor or a financial planner some of them think it's the same and then there are also a lot of people who don't even think that they need one um, that they need to hire one. And as you say, um, it's very important for for all the people to um, remove the the stigma with regards to um, talking about like who is your financial planner, right? Like and and that's I think is one of um, the best way that we can encourage everyone to be financially educated is to be able to have an open conversation with regards to the how they are dealing with their finances and who they can tap into for help if they are struggling or if they want to know more. So, um, and I guess that leads me to another question um, because there is, uh, clearly a gap between um, the the financial education that um, that Malaysians are supposed to have between uh, the one that they currently have right now. So like what are some of the gaps that you are able to determine um, with regards to financial education and how do you think are like what are the best ways that we can address them? Thank God that I have this little exposure with going, having been to America a number of times. Mm -hmm. I saw even in, in that industry, the American college, for example, was giving a fantastic education, education in financial mm -hmm. planning. Mm -hmm. They had beautiful uh, courses and wonderful uh, material share. And however, there was a counter organization. So that organization said, you've got to keep it short. We, we cannot yeah. have such a one, two year, uh, we want the numbers of financial planners. And uh, so the CHFC, the Chartered Financial Consultants that I originally did with the American College. So here the question was always, you work as a quarterback of a team. That means you bring in other advisors and you, you are the quarterback and you guide and you integrate all the advisors the way they specialize. So to come to your point, Whereas the CFP Institute, they were going on, okay, I'm a financial planner. Uh, I handle all these products and I can uh, deliver all these products to you. Now, mm -hmm. I'm a tax consultant from, I joined the income tax department in 1976. That's 45 years in taxation. Mm -hmm. Now, are you going to tell me that any of these financial planners can match me in taxation? They can't. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. appreciate the depth 
to which every individual professional can go into, legal-wise, uh, tax-wise, uh, insurance-wise, estate planning-wise, uh, you know, uh, investment-wise. So we have these three major disciplines, tax, insurance, investment, uh, as a cornerstones of financial planning. Now to get into the depth of these various professions, it's not really easy for a single person to say, okay, I'm educated in these three fields. Yeah, so what yeah. we should encourage is work as a team, but the client is with you. All the products go through you or the advice goes through you, but you collate the advices of individual experts in the various fields. So, so this, however, I think there's a little bit misaligned. It's not really aligned in that way. Writing a plan, addressing different areas of a person's uh, finance, like if you want to talk about tax, you want to talk about investments, you want to talk about insurance, you want to talk about estate planning, and also financial management, you've got to bring it all together. So the yeah. CFP approach is a shorter version of the American College, but guess who's winning? CFP is winning worldwide attention because American oh, College yes. got too deep. You know, you, you, you give them a good education, but then there's no marketing plan for it. Okay, how do you perform in the industry out there? So, so we are we are going there. I mean, we are climbing the steps. Uh, we are trying to reach that level where where I, I heard Raju, one of your interviews, was very good. Where Raju yeah. was saying that uh, his team, they always wrote, competed on writing good financial plans. They won awards. Uh, so they were getting into writing a blueprint. That, so he's not talking about today in my Facebook friend. He's talking about being a life planner and he's talking about education. Uh, funding uh, insurance for his ch or children and this and that. They're doing a very good job. So everybody has a mission at their level, whether it's insurance, whether it's unit trust. But the financial planner's value proposition, we really need to increase that, augment that. We really need to put a place there and say, financial planners deliver holistic financial planning because of one major factor, which is very simple. Our resources are limited. So you need the most efficient allocation of resources mm. to, to, to do a good job as best as you can to cover all your goals and objectives. So therefore, when people realize, yeah, you've got to juggle a lot of things, the finances has to be juggled. So I allocate to insurance so much, investment so much, my retirement so much, you know, my current expenses so much. So this efficient allocation of limited resources mm. is the foundation of financial planning. Ah, that's so, so. So therefore, bringing a team on. Now, I'm a tax consultant. I am yeah. giving a lot of lectures on tax planning. My mm. God, when I write the notes, when I deliver, <laughs> I'm amazed at how much value tax planning can give to a client. Mm, yes. But tell me how many of the agents out there, the financial planners out there, ask for a tax consultant to be on the team? over these 30 years mm. sorry not at all yes because yeah. the products come with it so so we are looking at okay so i must say i don't want to be prejudiced here i'm very uh, education wise yes sorry. that that that's okay please go ahead this is very <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 i'm speaking my mind i this is my 20 minutes or 30 minutes of uh, airing my views you see? so thank <laughs> you for that now, nobody wanted to have my views so i write it and post it freely <laughs> in LinkedIn and Facebook. But the point is this, the point is this, there is value in education. Now, if anybody yeah. saw my slides, 
they realize, oh my God, we can do this, we can do that. Okay, this is what I have to do. Oh, this is impossible. I can't save so much. Then what do I do? And uh, I heard Rajan was talking about, you double up your time. You start doing jobs here and there to get that money to mm-hmm. allocate to uh, you know important goals. So, mm-hmm. so see, it guides you. It directs you. And even your other participant, Raju, was talking about his blueprint, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you have a blueprint and you're guided, hey, I'm trying to reach here. So let me yes. organize myself. So, so therefore, I do not know. I don't want to summarize Malaysian people as uh, apathetic a little bit. Uh, maybe 80% are struggling to just put food on their table and they're just trying to get on with their lives. And we have a very high savings mechanism. You know that, huh? Rajan was talking about it. EPM, a provident fund, one of the best in the world. Best in the wow. world. Yeah, it is uncomparable. I, because I've been to America, I've been to England. I know it cannot be compared. It's so good. But yet, you are hearing news, and I wrote a, a piece recently. It's not enough. It's so fast, it's depleted. Yeah. Because there are too many leakages, and everybody uses it. Human nature comes in. And so what happens, you are not even getting uh, a retirement capital of uh, 240000 that gives you uh, 1,000 a month, a ringgit, a very low amount. Uh, our, our currency is very cheap now. Uh, 1,000 ringgit a month is not enough. So I was saying in the recent article I wrote, I said, I need just basic, I paid all my bills. I've uh, I paid my independence, my household debt, everything. So even then I need 3,000 just to survive. Uh-huh. So can you imagine if you're a family man and still got things to do and, still got uh, liabilities and uh, goals to achieve. Wow. So a country that saves a lot is mm-hmm. struggling. So I'm an economist, a, a pseudo-economist. I've been, I have an economic degree, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, another truth of the matter is what we learn is so little. There's a nice saying in, in Indian uh, saying, what you have learned is just a handful. What you don't know is the world, the size uh-huh. of the world. Yeah. So this is clear. That's why I'm talking about engaging people with depth in their fields, whether it's insurance, risk management, whether it's estate planning, whether it's tax, get them in and provide value, uh, very value-added uh, services. And the client says, oh, you guys, you, you're super. Thank you so much. Investment. Mm. I, I'm shocked at the things you can do with investment. Yes. So it goes on, so goes on. So in my little podcast today is to show that uh, to uh, to get a better value proposition, we need mm. to put more depth into our plans. Uh, we need to get corporations to say, hey, please help my people. Uh, mm. My executives need help. I, 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 I force them to work uh, not eight hours, maybe even 10 hours. So we <laughs> need to also handle their personal financial affairs. Uh, mm. Come, come, come. Can you do it? I mean, we need that kind of enthusiasm in the yes, corporate yes. world. Uh, and and our world, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, Let's get back to you, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Thank you so much for your thoughts, and definitely. Um, and again, I agree with this one hundred percent. Like, there is really a need to, and I'm glad that you you're educating financial planners and um, the the people behind this industry as well, because once you educate those. Um, people it is very easy it's or it's easier for them to educate um, their clients on the best path to um, financial education or financial independence and uh, and that's why 
that you're right like that enthusiasm is very important and crucial for these people um, in order for the not only for the industry to, to thrive but for Malaysians to have um, a better grasp over their finances as well and it's very interesting um, that you did mention that nobody hires um, uh, tax experts in their um, on their side, right? Like um, they have their doctors. Um, some even have their financial planners. But very seldom do I hear um, people looking for uh, uh, tax experts at their corner um, to help them out with their finances. And that's true because I think it's even the same for me. I don't know anyone <laughs> who um, who I've uh, reached out to with regards to my taxes. And I will also admit that there is a lot that I still need to learn with regards to that. And I think it's, um, I think taxes are one of those topics that gets into the very back burner, right? Um, some people talk about insurance and some people even talk about investments, but I hardly hear um, people talk about um if I allow me to interrupt you. So mm. therefore, one of my uh, slogans or cap, uh, uh, tagline would be, tax planning is a capital-free solution to wonderful uh, improvements in your cash flow or your wealth position. Because there's, when you save taxes, you are not coming out with capital. But when you invest in a unit trust, you're coming out with your own money. So suddenly you realize more intelligent thinking, more intelligent planning without capital infusion. You don't have to bring in capital, just bring in the ideas. So mm. therefore, tax planning does not involve capital uh, increment. It, it just involves doing the right things. Mm. Whereas if I want to put in an investment, I've got to come up with the money. If I want to yes. you know, uh, cover, insure myself, I have to come up with money. So the point therefore is, People may not understand. Anyway, to be very honest, let me share this. Uh, I don't know, for years, 20 over years, the most popular uh, program all the time, whenever beginning of the year, uh, is tax tax planning. I, I think FPAN, Financial mm -hmm. Planning Research in Malaysia, always hires me to do a tax budget talk or a tax planning seminar. And I've been doing that for over 20 over years. So yes, the, the, the idea of a certified financial planner he wants to learn and keep abreast of tax. And uh, I even had a 300 people uh, webinar, but it was a free webinar for one and a half hours. Mm -hmm. But there were 300 people. Uh, I, I didn't get paid, but the point was <laughs> there were people interested in tax. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say our Malaysian planners are lagging behind. No, no, they understand the value. Mm -hmm. But to incorporate that into their plan, yes. a tax section, so, so I remember in Canada, I was in Canada also, that financial planning industry is very well developed in Canada. And yeah. they were talking about uh, all that process you go through. Because if it's not holistic, it's not financial planning. So as the insurance industry says, I'm a life planner or I'm an investment planner. And then look at the two industries we have, insurance industry, uh, banks, and then the investment industry. I, you, you saw... Uh, Rajan Singh Securities Commission and the Bank Nagara, which is controlling the bank and the insurance portfolio. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they are, you can't use the word financial planner. It's such a, yes. a generic word, but you cannot mm -hmm. use it. I mean, Malaysia did something <laughs> wonderful. We use the word Malaysia bully. I, I think it is a 
in america they couldn't do it they couldn't legislate financial planning mm. but how a small little country like ours can do it because they got other agenda on their minds and mm. also they have a eye on advisors because i don't know because they are scared if everybody says jump out of malaysia and run to other countries what are you going to do so so the advisory profession is very well guarded so yeah. i was i wrote an initial article in the age magazine and i said why are you looking at this thousand people when there are 100000 people selling insurance and unit trust without any uh, any without bad of eye you're pushing products is it good for the client mm-hmm. so whereas the regulator cannot whereas he focuses on this small little financial planning group yeah hardly active thousand people so what i'm saying is that we got to get it right there must be very good communication yeah uh, in the early days there was but now i don't know what's happening but uh, <laughs> maybe i'm not active anymore in that sense but uh, you know we we got to have this industry regulator marketplace uh, communication going and i mm-hmm. must say uh, fpm is doing a good job uh, mm-hmm. they have a public presence and uh, mm-hmm. mii i'm sure but everybody is holding their toes you don't enter my insurance field uh, insurance says i also want to enter investment and mm-hmm. now banks are saying let me handle all the products insurance investment we we, we want to sell everything and mm-hmm. when you look at the caliber of these people they don't include a team of advisors mm-hmm. you are not the quarterback you are everything you're all in yeah. one uh, mm-hmm. so so that's my grievance right now mm-hmm. but but if we keep we we keep working on value proposition Mm-hmm. a financial planner has fantastic value to offer to the client and the oh. clients must experience it and then mm-hmm. they will give you the validation fantastic you know mm-hmm. financial planners are doing a great job i'm so grateful to that now that's my message yeah yes and totally uh, agree as always because the more that um your the, the clients or the people can find the the value that a financial planner gives to the table the more they'll be able to provide that positive message to their families and their friends right and the more yeah. that um uh, uh, and the more people are willing uh, to have that conversation uh, and to reach out to financial planners and help them with whatever they need in order to be financially literate and start and their journey add one more, uh, but, uh, that let that be my concern what i want to add mm-hmm. we keep saying financial literacy but what mm-hmm. annoys me is that numeracy is very important just the mm-hmm. simple five variables in a financial calculator can do wonders to your ability to understand what's going on mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you understand the massive task a uh, uh, goal ahead of you so fi- financial numeracy is also important most people mm-hmm. will shy away they don't calculate uh, it's so simple that's the irony of it it's so mm-hmm. simple but they shy away from it so today i would like to use the words in uh, union financial literacy and numeracy uh, so we cannot it's just like i wanted to sort of thought about it when i wanted to do my mba in england they have asked us to do a gmat you know gmat graduate management admission test and mm-hmm. it was divided between you have to be literate and numerical you have to be quantitative yeah. and qualitative you know mm-hmm. so that is the skill that we must bring to the financial planning that he is both aware and also is quantitative so mm-hmm. numeracy and literacy must go together for financial plan that is absolutely a good point ah that's very well put so yes i think that's very that's a very interesting concept that not a lot in 
um, and I think that it's it's in people's minds, but they don't. Yes, they don't apply it as readily. So I'm glad that you brought at, uh, that uh, financial numeracy. Um, so yes, that's that's really something to think about. But so in this case, um, you help professionals right um you you give talks you give seminars um to financial uh, professionals to increase their knowledge and understanding with regards to to tax and financial planning so that they can help their their clients learn and to be not only financially literate but to apply what they have learned to um and be financially like financially how do you say that financially numerical <laughs> <laughs> it's okay but, literate is fine but i'm yes. just adding the dimension of numeracy too yes uh, but yeah. and but but i guess what i what i'm trying to ask here is that um how can so for the financial planners who are listening to this podcast like if they're in the pl- in a place that they want to do more, but then they're stuck, like what's your advice for them um, to give on how to start this journey for their clients in order to be their client's quarterback? Okay. Yeah, uh, as I said, uh, you must cover the three strong bases, which is uh, insurance, uh, tax and investment yeah, yeah. and so and then estate planning will come at a certain stage and financial management the uh, financial planner can easily handle so the minute you you also look into the three broad, very important areas the fulcrum almost like baseball the three bases huh? so yeah. insurance tax and investments and then you cover the other tertiary uh, other areas so yeah you you just have to to participate in education. Uh, you you like I think many Malaysian financial planners do. I have lots yeah. of them uh, entering my seminars on tax and all that. Uh, at the same time, I'm aware that there's a personal dimension. So a financial planner, as my friend used to say from America, another famous friend of mine, Jerry Sewer, you are saying, behold the hands of the client. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of a personal aspect in managing money. Everybody knows that. How many of you like to do budgets and skip your, no variance in your budget, skip to your budget? Mm-hmm. My father was like that. I, I saw Rajan, how grateful he was to his father. And I also know my father was a fantastic bookkeeper. He was an accountant as a clerical person. He was the accountant for the uh, accountant general's office in the government. And he had nine children and he had to put them through without budgeting, no no way he could have done it. Without discipline, no way he could have done it. So therefore, this angle of the personal angle is where the financial planner must show his skill. That means he understands the client's behavior, financial habits, circumstances, everything. So this part of bonding with the client, understanding, let's say if you have a person who gambles, wow, that's a tough one. Very hard to help him, you know. Uh, he's got some very serious weaknesses, vices. So... So therefore, this aspect, that's why I used to give a lecture where what are the balance sheet assets that you don't see and what are the balance sheet liabilities that you don't see? So tangible, what is obvious is one, but what is intangible is, is the other area. So this is what the financial planner brings in. He, he really understands the client. Then he must bring in the advisors of the different fields. So, so the industry and then the regulators must talk to young people like me. Uh, they, they don't 
don't have to, but the point is this, mm. somebody who has seen the world, who has who's got an idea of what's going on. So mm. they, they should sort of say, okay, but of course, you know, I, I'm just exaggerating here. But what I'm trying to say is that the structure of the industry and the way forward, let's say in the five, they have got 400 billion planned for the next five years. So the yeah. point is this, now, can we bring about better financial education, you know, and uh, the financial literacy that their understanding is, oh, please save so much, uh, don't be indisciplined and this and that. No, no, there are deep and not so deep. So it's like oil, you know, there are oil very deep and oil not so deep. So, so I think the whole industry must again start the effervescence, that the, the dynamism that we had in the early 2000s mm. uh, must be brought back after the pandemic. Of course, the pandemic is a dampener. It, it, it crushed a lot of us. Uh, mm, yeah. But then again, it gave me a chance to, I think I've enough material to bring out a book mm. <laughs> on financial planning. I have yeah. a seminar coming on 15th of November where All I right. want to bring in the various elements, you know, and mm. show what financial planning can do for a client. So that's on uh, the 15th of November, yeah. Uh, that's so interesting. And I'm looking forward to that. So my final question for you um, both is that if financial planners want to um, say, get into one of your classes um, or get into one of your uh, talks, what can they usually expect from, from you? Yeah, it's a very good question because uh, as Ivan posted the question, in one day, what can you learn? You know, in eight hours, what can you learn? Yeah. And it took me 30 years to be where I am today. And before that, I already was well immersed in taxation. Yeah. So, so all I'm saying is this, um, you, you got to know your horizon. What's in it? So first you get exposed to what's in financial planning. How deep will they go? How can they help me? So when you see the full uh, gamut, the full uh, spectrum of what financial planners can bring to the table, you realize the depth with which it goes. Many are not needing, they don't need. They, they just buy an insurance, buy some investments, and uh, that's about it. They get out yeah. of debt, and uh, that's all they can afford. But the point is, if everybody manages their money well, there's more money in savings, there's more money than go to, can go into productive uh, investments. And mm -hmm. as Warren Buffett says, it's the economy that we worry about. The economy mm -hmm. must be vibrant. Okay, so therefore we contribute. When people's money are allocated well, and yeah. when they see their money growing, and there's money to be spent, money to be invested, more production of services, our standard of living goes up. Yes, definitely. Mm. So, so that's what it's all about. And, uh, and also international exposure. I must say very quickly, I was in Makati and Manila to give a talk. Ah, yeah, yeah, nice. I was there. I was shocked at the discrepancy of what you pay the depositors of a savings account and what was the minimum interest rate charged by the institution. The yeah, gap yeah. is so big. The margin mm. is so big. No wonder every bank is in Manila. <laughs> you know, yeah, I see everybody is in Manila. So the point yes. is this, yes. there's so much profit margin there. Whereas mm. here in Malaysia, we are competing. So the industries are competing. I like mm. the healthy competition. So the margin cannot be very big. Mm. So we, we try. So, so as Warren Buffett wanted, I mean, if, if the bankers and everybody starts making too much money, uh, mm. then somebody is losing somewhere. Yeah, uh, and so so this is education. This could be right. Huh? We closed our very good magazine, Personal Money. Even the smart investor is not. I heard Rajan talking about it. He's a founding yeah. editor and all that. So see yeah. the education. 
it should not stop. The, no. the magazines should not stop. You should not stop. You are doing a great uh -huh. job, uh, Gwen. Well done yeah, to your team. You. Yeah, well done. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Well, yeah. and I definitely, definitely agree. I think it's, uh, I think the lesson that you just shared is one of the, like the, the key message that I want people to realize is the more that they handle and their money well, the easier it is for our economy to boost. And it's like a win-win situation for everyone, yeah. right? So yes. and and that's why I I I love the opportunity that um, XY Media has provided me in order to um, reach out to financial planners to share their best practices to other financial planners. So it's like you. Um, and I'm sure that once financial planners, um, not only in Malaysia, but the rest of Southeast Asia, can hear your message about the importance of um, financial education and um, the application of that education for their clients is important, it would um, help like maximize the message uh, of the need for a more financial um a more solid financial education, more uh, putting I'll put a spotlight a, on... A summary. I'll give you a stats on this. Mm -hmm. The stats is mm -hmm. this. We have one of the highest car ownership in the world. Oh. In terms, yeah, we are the third largest car ownership in the world. And in mm -hmm. terms of multiple cars, we are the largest car ownership in the world. Now, is car an increasing asset or a wasting asset? Uh, so can you see? Not. Yeah, and we have 83% <laughs> household debt uh, so that that is very high. That's very mis high. Misdirected money. Mm -hmm. yes. And because we the flamboyant people uh, and their flashy cars and their houses are promoted versus a frugal living somebody working. And in fact, mm. uh, so so there are, it has to be a concerted all round good thinking, critical thinking, not not what I'm seeing today. Mm. So yes. that's a sad note, but that's hope. I, Malaysians, uh, my generation and generation after others, we we are very exciting, entertaining. We 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 lived well. Uh, yes. We saw the world. Malaysians were all over the world. We are one of the highest percentage of uh, foreign students come from Malaysia. In many of these countries, England, Australia, America. So mm -hmm. Malaysians saw the world. They are aware of what's going on in the world. We are very literate. Compared to, I know Americans may not be even as uh, white, red or white uh, uh, knowledgeable as in Malaysians sometimes. You know, I, I see that. So the point is this. The point is this. We shouldn't lose this. But if we don't guide our politicians, our civil service and all of them to look at a healthy perspective of what I said earlier and you looked on, that means let's generate that enthusiasm for financial literacy and numeracy Let's increase the efficiency of our allocation of our limited resources. Let's see a very good retirement life. Let's see a very happy country. Then you guys die and go to heaven. God bless you. <laughs> leave leave, leave uh, earth as a heaven. Make heaven, earth your heaven. Yeah. So that is first, yeah. Yes, definitely. Well said, Bo. So <laughs> I yeah, guess... Okay. Now, uh, thank you so much for um, coming into the show and 
sharing those knowledge and very good points um, that I think is important for financial planners to hear and even um, regular people as well. But before we end the show, if anyone wants to reach out to you or um, anyone wants to get into one of your talks or one of your seminars, where can they find you or where can they reach you? Yeah, the best thing is I keep promoting my uh, email address, but <laughs> nobody wants to write. Today is the tick the box kind of audience, you know. Nobody wants to say uh, KP Bose. That's my email, uh, KP Bose. Mm-hmm. KP stands for King of Planning. So King <laughs> of Planning nice. Bose, yeah, kpbose at gmail.com. Write mm-hmm. me a note. I'll tell you what's on. And if I'm, uh, you know, and uh, another friend of mine said he's busy uh, participating in so many free webinars, you know, <laughs> he, he attends so many free webinars, a lot of knowledge, uh, uh, you know, yeah, just keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, keep your heart open, uh, and I, 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 I like what Rajan, he likes to do something for charity, so, mm-hmm. so therefore, we become interested, not interesting, that's a big word I learned, you nice. be interested in what's going on in the world, and in your family, and in things around you, so I am interested in what's going on around me. So that's why I, I dare to comment. I dare to say something. And, uh, and we cannot lose this. This, yeah. this aspiration for helping, knowing, knowledge must continue. Okay, so that's my message. And kpbose at gmail.com. They can write in and ask me what's going on and uh, I'll let them know. Uh, wonderful. And I'll be sure to put your email into uh, the description box in this podcast as well as in the show notes so that people can finally um, ask you what's going on. So again, thank you so much for coming into the show. Have a good thank one. you. Uh, let me bless your effort. I, I like what you're doing. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks so much. You too. Keep up the good work. Uh, the great work. More power. Okay. Cheers.